Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, leadership is key. Stay tuned. Season four, episode seven of the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase. How are you on Tuesday again? Because oh, we're recording two in a row. I've changed very dramatically since the oh. last recording, okay. um, but I'm doing all right. Uh, this is the final Bolts broadcast we recorded in this studio. It is. Yeah. Because someone had to get selfish. I did. Yeah. I had to get selfish because, uh, well, because I wanted to. I, I, yeah. just, I just can't stand this Chase guy anymore. That's fair. So, yeah, I am moving this Sunday. And so this is our last recording sesh in the studio. If you haven't seen it, make sure to go to our other show. We're not professionals. We're going to be doing one last recording in that studio as well. But the goal is to create a new studio within a month's time down at the new place. Now, Chase and I won't be there together because Chase wants to be selfish and stay Uh, here in Michigan. That's it. Yeah. And uh, so... But there, there will still be video podcasts. So, Chase, you're going to have to create a studio of your own as well uh, over at your place. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to figure that out, see what I want to do. Yeah. I really don't know. And uh, we'll get videos out for the We're Not Professionals podcast. And who knows, if we do more live streams, I know Chase was doing live streams for the uh, World Juniors, then you guys might see us here on the Bolts broadcast as well. So, But, yeah, it's a, a somber goodbye as it the, the studio wasn't created more than a year ago. I think it's it's 
about a year and like seven days yeah. since it's been created. Sounds about right. But the first um, like video show we did with the studio, 11 months ago from today. Ooh, look at that. So we haven't even been doing videos for a whole year now. And, uh, and you had to go and get selfish. We're already saying goodbye. So, But hey, I'm excited for the new one because I've already talked uh, talked to the new roommate and he's a, he's a streamer, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I've been able to talk him into getting some stuff going over there. So we'll keep uh, episodes rolling. Um, it might take uh, an episode or two to really find the rhythm again because if you guys have been following us for a while, you know that I was off at Michigan State at uh, one point and Chase was at Northwood and there was just a bunch of stuff going on to the point where I think it was about a year where we recorded exclusively on Skype, yeah. you know, online. And then because of the studio, we've been recording a lot in person and the vibes just much higher in person. So uh, now that we're going to be away from each other once again, we'll have to figure everything out and, uh, you know. I mean, it all went fine before. Yeah. It, it's easier to to get, like, reactions and and to, like, transition quicker when you're in person because mm-hmm. you know they don't worry about lag time delays whatever but we, we were perfectly fine before we'll be we'll be just fine as well maybe we'll so the first time we were doing it we didn't really use our cameras so maybe we will and we just got to stare at each other oh that sounds who terrible. cares about prompts that sounds terrible <laughs> uh yeah a lot of fun but on today's episode of the bulls broadcast we're gonna make chase go through just an absolute rigorous quiz here thanks to nhl.com and then after the commercial break, going to be talking about some leadership as well as the professional tryout tracker because there's some big-name players that are under PTOs, not actually getting signed to contracts. So uh, we'll talk about that more. And speaking of leadership, I mean, it's a good thing that I'm here because, you know, I yeah. am leadership here at uh-huh. the Bulls Broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, all right, well, Chase, Stanley Cup quiz, are you prepared? I think so. Uh. I don't know how many questions. I think it said 25, but it right. says this is page one of 10, and there's only one question. Okay. But maybe it's only 10. All right, great. Uh, play along if you feel like it. All right, Chase. Which was the last team to win three consecutive Stanley Cup titles? Was it the Edmonton Oilers, the New York Islanders, the Pittsburgh Penguins, or the Detroit Red Wings? It was the New York Islanders in the 1980s when they won four in a row. All right. Question number two. Your your results will be tallied at the end. Uh right. Number two, Corey Perry is the second player to reach the Stanley Cup final in three consecutive seasons with three different franchises. Who was the first? Was it Mike Sillinger, Marion Hossa, Rick Tockett, or Jerome Ginley? Yeah, I was was, was drawing a blank for a second, but it's Marion Hossa. It is Marion Hossa. I remember once you you read the names. Yeah, and I I know I'm not supposed to spoil that already, but uh, Red Wings, Penguins, Blackhawks missed uh, the first two. Did not capture the cup. And then finally in Chicago, he was able to get that. So, all right. When was the last sweep in the Stanley Cup final? Was it in 1984, 1995, 1998, or 2006? Let me pull up those Stanley Cups for you um, to give you the teams. And 2006 was the Canes, Hurricanes. 98 was the Red Wings and the Capitals or the Flyers, whichever one of the two. You said 90, what? 80, what? It is 95 and 84. 1995 was, I don't remember, 95. Montreal won in 93. The Rangers won in 94. 
I can't think of 95, and then 84, that that was the, um, that was, that was the last Highlanders one, wasn't it? Yeah. Let me bring all these up for you. I, I looked it up, and it gave me a Wikipedia page just talking about the Stanley Cup, well, not the actual I, matchups. If, if you want to look it up, you can, but I think you know the answer anyway. Okay. 1998. 1998. Yeah, so if you want to look them up, feel free. Otherwise, people can look them up on their own, I guess, because um, I read those through, and then I processed the answer in my brain. All right, we'll go with that. Yeah. All right, when was the last time the Stanley Cup final ended with an overtime goal? Would that be in 2014? Uh, I'm just going to bring these all up so that I can give it to you. 2014, the L.A. Canes versus the New York Rangers. Yep. 2010, the Chicago Blackhawks versus the Philadelphia Flyers. 2000, the New Jersey Devils versus the Dallas Stars. Or 1999, the Dallas Stars versus the Buffalo Sabres. Local boy. Alex Martinez in 2014 won the Stanley Cup for the LA Kings with an overtime goal. Okay. Who was the Conn Smythe Trophy winner for the Avalanche in their very first Stanley Cup win back in 1996? Was it Patrick Waugh, Peter Forsberg, Claude Lemieux, or Joe Sackick? I think it was Claude Lemieux. I, I, I think it was it was strange. It wasn't it wasn't one of their star players, and all the th- all those other three guys were star players. So I'm gonna go with Claude Lemieux. On the Mew. All That's, right. This is the first one I'm not fully confident on, though. All right. Number six. Which player has won the most Stanley Cup titles? Was it Jacques Lemaire, Henry Richard, John Beliveau, or Serge Savard? It is Henri Richard. All right. Number seven. Who was the first player in hockey history to win an Olympic gold medal and a Stanley Cup title in the same year? Is that Ken Morrow? Steve Iserman, Mark Messier, or Johnny Bauer? Ken Morrow, after winning with the 1980 U.S. Olympic team, did win the cup with the 1980 New York Islanders. So that was before the rest of those guys. So, All right. Which team has appeared in the Stanley Cup final in its first three seasons? Spanning from Blues. 1968 to 1970, <laughs> but lost all three. St. Louis I think I think this is a fact that most hockey fans know. I mm-hmm. hope so. So sorry that you didn't get to read the options. Do you want me to read them anyways? Sure, go ahead. The L.A. Canes, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Philadelphia Flyers, or the St. Louis Blues. The Detroit, not yet. <laughs> yeah. All right, who is the first player to score on a penalty shot in the Stanley Ooh. Cup Finals? Is that Pavel Bure, Peter Klima, Chris Pronger, or Ron Sutter? That's a hell of a question. That that I don't even know where to begin. Mm. This is just going to complete shot in the dark. They read. don't give me a year either. So Yeah, read those options one more time. Yeah, Pavel Bure. Peter, is it Klima or Klima? Klima. Chris Pronger and Ron Sutter. Well, why the hell would Chris Pronger get a, get a penalty shot? Also, why would you choose him as an option, though? Screw it. Give me, I get, it it's probably Peter Klima, but give me Chris Pronger. All right. That's what we're going with. And finally, number 10, who scored the only goal in the Lightning's decisive Game 5 win during last season's Stanley Cup Final? Can you read the options? Ryan McDonough, Ross Colton, Nikita Kucherov, or Braden Point? It was Ross Colton. How'd I do? I kind of forgot for a second in the last one. (laughs) Chase, thanks for playing. You have scored a 90%. Oh, what'd I get wrong? Let's go look here. Was it the first one I I was unconfident about, or was it the penalty shot? The the answer was Chris Pronger. Yeah, I, I, that felt right for some reason. I remember thought I remember hearing something weird about that. Where were you, Ron? Oh, 
Uh, you went Claude Lemieux okay. for the Con Smite. What was it, Patrick Waugh? It wasn't. It was Peter Forsberg. It wasn't. It was Joe Sackick. <laughs> Gross. Yep, Joe Sackick won the 1996 Con Trophy. I thought, oh, Claude Lemieux. I think Claude Lemieux would have won it with the Devils. That's what it was. Mm. It, he definitely he definitely won one or went on an absolute run, and he, it was probably with the Devils when he won it with the Devils. Okay. Yep. So fair enough. And then uh, Ross Colton scored at... Thirteen twenty second of or thirteen twenty seven of the second period, yeah. and uh, as we know, the Lightning went on to win that game one nothing over the Canadians. Yeah, so I did all right. I don't think that's too bad. Yeah, no, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I thought this was the one that was twenty five questions. I don't remember which maybe one. Was. It's, maybe it's any ten questions out of a twenty five random questions. Maybe or maybe it was the Hall of Fame one that was twenty five questions. Well, that one would have been harder. I don't really remember. Anyways. That is it for the first half of the show. Chase it pretty well. How did you guys do? Let us know over at the Bolts broadcast on Twitter. Um, let us know if uh, you went 10 out of 10. Maybe you went 6 out of 10. Who knows? Maybe you went 0 out of 10. Maybe. Maybe you didn't participate. I mean, we didn't go over all the answers, so I guess. They... Well, just you can go back and hear my answers and know which one I was wrong on. It should be good. Oh, yeah, there. There we go. All right, well, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking about some leadership around the league. And, of course, that PTO tracker. We'll be right back. The NFL action is in full swing here at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts to get ready for the season, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. The easy earbud tap functions and noise isolation for the gym are perfect. Raycons are my first wireless earbuds and I would highly recommend them. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings and Raycon. Any betting needs of yours, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook and any chance you have to get new listening equipment, make sure to head over to Raycon. 
All right, Chase, let's now talk about some leadership around the league. We'll start off with Blake Wheeler being stripped of the C over in Winnipeg as Winnipeg is going to go more of a uh, multiple A's and kind of like a, a big group leadership type of thing. Yeah, and I, I think this, this tells you two things. One, that Blake Wheeler really wasn't getting the job done in that role. Um, not not the most ideal thing ever, but it's what it is. And then that they also are ready to possibly look at a retool slash rebuild because even if he is not doing the greatest job, you don't take this away from a player of this magnitude unless you're willing to move on from the player. And I think this is going to make it so now they might try trading him. He's willing to move that no trade clause, and they can move on, get some assets, and go for a retool. So they'll go with, with the group leadership method for now, see if anyone stands out in the pack, and really don't be surprised if Blake Wheeler gets moved. And, uh, I mean... They got to give it to Cal Connor, right? The guy's a stud. If, if you're giving one C, I mean, you got to give it to the hometown boy. Mm-hmm. Have to. All right, let's not talk about the Sens as they announced their leadership group. Yep, Brady Kachuk is wearing the C. You got Claude Giroux, Thomas Shabbat wearing the A's. Nothing super surprising. I kind of had a feeling Brady Kachuk was going to give it a C. Maybe it should have been Shabbat or Giroux, but all three guys getting letters, it really doesn't matter super hard. But as long as, all, you know, at the end of the day, we have a leadership group. Um, the C of the A, it doesn't make a huge difference. Like They're all viewed as as leaders. So mm-hmm. all, all it comes with is a little more duties on the ice, like talking to the refs, blah, blah, blah type of stuff. So good for Brady Kachuk, uh, but, you know, if I had to choose one, I would have rooted for Shabbat to get it. I agree. I'm excited for this uh, Ottawa team. Giroux, new addition, as well as Alex DeBrinket. Uh, maybe the two of them can really bring out the best of Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, all the other young players over there. Um, this could be a team similar to the Detroit Red Wings and uh, maybe making that push for a wild card. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what they can do. For sure. I mean, they better push out the best in um, Tim Schutzel, though, because yes. that's a, it's a lot of money commitment if you don't bring out the best in the guy. Mm-hmm. All right, let's now talk about the NHL's PTO tracker. And, uh, you, you know, you can go about it how it is, but – I mean, there's one name that we've been talking about all offseason. He gets a PTO. I mean, I'm surprised it's that. You know, why hasn't it come to a, a full-on contract for the guy? So I was trying to read into it and see why, and this person we were talking about is Sonny Milano. Um, Sonny Milano signs a PTO with the Calgary Flames after a strong season with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, some people are worried about concussion issues and then also – some people think he's way too good to be a fourth liner, but he also isn't good enough to really play in a, in a scoring role, which I disagree. I think he can play in a middle six scoring role for a team, so I, I don't necessarily agree with that fact, but if that's what GMs were thinking, then I can understand why he was left out there. But I think he's in a good spot where he can go have some chance of success, and if for whatever reason it doesn't work out, I guess he'll just go overseas and just dominate whatever league he's in and get a contract next year because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I've done it in NHL when I'm building my rosters. You know, you don't want to have – the 85 overall sniper on your fourth line. I get that, but Sonny Milano is definitely good enough to be playing second line minutes for a team. Yep. So I, agree. Um, I don't really see why it's taken this long, but let's why, go through. Like, why doesn't like Arizona sign him? Yeah. When you have literally no talent. On the Maybe roster. Sonny Milano doesn't want to go back to college or something. <laughs> Maybe. That could be Maybe. it. Uh, that's why he went from, from the U.S. program to, to the OHL so he didn't have to go right. back to college. So that, okay, that's fair. Uh-huh. All right, well, let's talk about some other PTOs. What do we got? So I'm just going to kind of rattle off all the names because there's quite a few, but um, we'll we'll really highlight a couple. Um, Andrew Heyman, uh, he signs PTO with the Panthers. The 
only goalie on this list, if I'm not mistaken, to get an actual PTO compared to just an ATO. So Andrew Heyman with the Carolina – or not the Carolina Panthers. Jeez, I keep doing that. The Florida Panthers, as well as Eric Stahl signing with the Florida Panthers, um, joining his brother Mark down there, who got an actual contract. Derek Sapon gets a PTO. The Hurricanes, Jimmy VC with the Rangers. Danny DeKaiser with the Canucks. Calvin DeHaan with the Hurricanes. Zach Aston-Reese with the Maple Leafs. Scott Harrington with the Sharks. Cody Eakin with the Flames. James Neal with the Blue Jackets. Todd Pitlick with the Blues. Nathan Boyu with the Ducks. Michael Stone with the Flames. Thomas Harley with the Devils. Zach Senishin with the Devils. Alex Chason with, with the Coyotes. Todd Pitlick with the Blues. Victor Rask with the Blue Jackets. Daniel Sprong with the Kraken. Nate Thompson with the Kings. Derek Pittard with the Senators. Michael Dale Cole with the Senators. Jason Demers with the Oilers. Sonny Milano with the Flames. Jake Vertanen with the Oilers. Anton Roussel with the Flyers. And Alex Galchenyuk with the Avalanche. There's a couple here that I really want to highlight. First one I want to start off, start off with is why the hell is Jake Vertanen on this list? It's a good question. You should go look at his cage numbers last year. He's like the 167th scoring player in the league. Ooh, very good. He was terrible. He was released um, amid... You know, sexual assault like questions and, and charges, and he now he gets a PTO. I can't imagine he makes the Oilers. It's a shame as a guy I liked as a prospect, but now I don't like him as a hockey player or a person. So mm-hmm. I don't know why he got that chance, but sure enough, he did. Um, Michael Dell Cole is a guy who I, I love, uh, just I love rooting for him. He, he was a really talented guy in junior and just kind of, kind of like capped out there, never really developed any further, which sucks, but maybe he has a chance in the centers. Maybe he can find find a, a little death roll, do something good. That'd be cool. Daniel Sprong, someone that I think is definitely in that not not good enough to play in, in your top, but also way too good to play in your bottom. He's someone that's just really feels like a better KHL type guy. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of offensive skill, but it's just not really working out in the NHL. And then the other name that I really want to point out, it's, it's you know, good for Danny DeKaiser. He was a really great player to start off his career in the NHL, got a contract, got injured, and then just kind of never bounced back. So cool days getting an opportunity somewhere else. I don't imagine he's going to stick, but at least he's getting that chance. Yeah, I really like the Daniel Sprawn to the Seattle Kraken um, because I feel like there is room for him to make the lineup over there. And if he can pair up with one of the young guys and actually do something, kind of revive his uh, career trajectory, that would be a lot of fun. But as we know, he's been on a multitude of teams and really haven't been able to figure it out quite yet. So yeah. Bit unfortunate. And then Alex Galchenyuk to the Avs. I mean, we're talking about it uh, in between shows, and he had a, what, 1% war? Yeah. and uh, he's, he's really struggling in the NHL. Yeah, it, it just comes back to yet again. I, I hate to keep harping on it, but that 2012 draft class. Yeah, tough. Terrible. Absolutely, so bad. Absolutely tough. It, it's a shame. And it is important to note, all these names we listed, if five of them get NHL contracts, same the NHL, that's impressive. Don't expect many of these guys to get contracts. I would fully expect that Sonny Milano gets one. I would assume that Galchenyuk probably gets one at the end of the day as well. And then Daniel Sprong might not be with Kraken, but he'll get one somewhere. I just I feel like there's no way someone doesn't take a chance on him. And then Eric Stahl, I feel like he gets one with the Panthers. Everyone else, it's just who knows. Yep. All right, well, that's going to do it for the PTO tracker. We're now, now going to move to hockey name of the day. Uh, a much longer one and more difficult. Well, maybe not longer because we had a hyphen in the last one, but yeah. a much more difficult name. That's for sure. We've got Harold's Fedosevs. Fedosevs. Harold's Fedosevs. Fedosevs. Harold's Fedosevs. Harold's. He's an eight-year-old Latvian forward, six foot six, one hundred ninety-eight pounds, big boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also playing in the German three league, like the German three U twenty league, like we talked about in the other episode. Um, just happened to randomly find both these guys both playing in the same league. This guy has three games in, zero points. 
Um, has played in the Latvian U17 league. Has played in um, 18 and 20 leagues for the for um, in Sweden, excuse me. And then now he's in Germany. Is he someone that I expect to see in the international scene very much? No, probably not. Maybe someone that plays in Latvia, maybe gets some KHL games down the road if he's lucky, but probably ends up just being a lower-level European pro. Yeah, I love the Latvians over here. And, uh, I mean, geez, an absolute monster. 6'6", six, six, uh, nearly 200 pounds. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, hit him with an outro. As always, I want to thank you for listening. You can check us out on Patreon. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast. It's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Where I at it, go follow WMP on Twitter, WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, if you're ready to five stars, send your questions, comments, and concerns, that'd be great. Please don't forget to support DraftKings and Raycon. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.